How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Earlier today, I was on the Intelligence Report with Trish Regan on Fox Business Channel. And I was supposed to be on to comment on Donald Trump's speech. I didn't get to because he kept going on and on and on, but I got to speak prior to him talking. We knew he was going to walk back the Muslim ban. We knew he was going to say some other things. And in addition, we knew that he was going to try and get back on track because he's had a disastrous couple of weeks. And we see red states. I mean, Texas is light blue right now. Texas. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Hillary Clinton won Texas? I, I mean, that, that, that's phenomenal. John McCain nearly head and head. Today's poll showed him a tiny bit up. Hillary Clinton whooping his ass in every major battleground state, perhaps except Ohio, where she has a 2.6% lead as of this morning. But there are so many states that may go blue, that may go to Hillary. Donald Trump knows not only that he and his campaign are in trouble, he's even talked about if he loses. Mitch McConnell has talked about perhaps not being in his position in the Senate next year. But Republicans are worried. As I sat there, after I commented before Donald Trump spoke, I took notes because they were going to come back to me on a panel of four people, a former ambassador, Katie McFarlane, who I actually like and respect, even though she's much more conservative than me. Uh, she does have a lot of intelligence with regard to the military and with strategy. And then somebody who's very pro-Trump and, uh, and me. And I sat there watching this guy talk over and over about various things. Let me, let me just point out a few of the things that he said because there are just so many lies. First of all, Donald Trump reverted back to Republican campaigning 101, which is fear. Scare the living bejesus out of the people about to vote in November. And he did. He started off talking about Fort Hood, Boston, San Bernardino, Orlando. What he forgot to mention is that these people were U.S. citizens who committed these crimes in these cities. What he forgot to mention is that some of the terrorists in these incidences, like San Bernardino and Orlando, were even born in the United States. So much for a ban. What he failed to mention is that in Orlando, a United States Marine who happens to be Muslim saved lives. When he talked about the Jewish deli, he forgot to talk about how a Muslim in that Jewish deli working there in France saved over a dozen people's lives, getting them out a back way. And what he also forgot to talk about is how ISIS's victims, the highest death toll, the biggest number, the, the people that fear ISIS even more than we do, Muslim. More Muslims have been killed at the hands of ISIS than any other when Donald Trump would have you think when he talks about a priest being killed and Christians. He even talked about how he wants to protect the LGBTQ community. He wants to protect children 
men, women, anyone oppressed or persecuted. Really? There was an imam, which is like a Muslim priest, and his assistant, who were shot dead in New York City just a day ago. Simply because they're Muslim. Are the Muslims going to be protected by Donald Trump that are oppressed? Worldwide, between 82 to 97% of all terrorist actions worldwide are committed on Muslims. So he talks about violence. He talks about the violence of terrorism, and it's terrible, and how we have to fight it. Absolutely, I agree with that. But he forgets to talk about other horrific things that will also scare the living bejesus out of you. Mass shootings on our own streets. Police officers targeted, individuals targeted and killed by police simply for having a taillight out. Donald Trump basically continues to lie. He will tell you that Barack Obama doesn't have a plan that's working with ISIS, and people will tell you, well, the numbers were, uh, the numbers were inflated a bit. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. You never tell your enemy. I know you want transparency. You never show in a poker game your hand, and you never tell your enemy, oh, my God, we're not kicking your ass as much as we thought we were. I'm not a military Pentagon top brass general with lots of medals. God gave everybody common sense last time I checked. That's common sense, my friend. Donald Trump talks about how we need to defeat ISIS. But one of the things that I never hear, I constantly hear, we have to call it what it is, radical Islam. Well, you know something? Hillary Clinton called it radical Islam, radical jihadism. And you know what? ISIS is still standing. Because Republicans have this idea that if you say radical Islam, that some lightning bolt's going to come from the sky and going to kill all of the ISIS members. Right. Put a tooth under your pillow and the fairy will come with cash. What we don't talk about is how do we halt the radicalization? And so what do I hear from Republicans? Just as I was on TV today, oh, we have got to shut down Google and Facebook. We have got to regulate the Internet. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that First Amendment thing we got going on here in the United States. But can we get Google, can we get Facebook to work with federal authorities? Well, they're already doing that. What you can't mandate and what you can't blow away and what Donald Trump doesn't understand is the mind and the mindset of one who becomes radicalized. Donald Trump said it was a mistake to leave Iraq. In 2008, there was an interview in GQ magazine in which Donald Trump said, quote, I'd get out of Iraq right now. And by the way, the reason Donald Trump wanted to get out of Iraq, he had financial interest and financial gain specifically linked to opposition to the war in Iraq. Donald Trump says he's always been against the war in Iraq. PolitiFact, fact check, all the fact checks out there say wrong. He never said he was opposed to the war in Iraq prior to the war. As a matter of fact, in an interview with Howard Stern in 2002, he said he favored the Iraq war. No big surprise. This is a guy who lies and lies and lies and lies. Furthermore, this made me sick. He quoted Ronald Reagan. And he talked about Ronald Reagan with the USSR referring to it as an evil empire. Sort of like we need to refer to ISIS as 
Islamic State or radical Islamists. Do you think ISIS gives a high and you know what? What we call them when they're cutting off somebody's head, my friend? No. And by the way, the USSR, there was a KGB agent who worked for them who spied on the United States. His name was Vladimir Putin. And now it would seem Donald Trump and Paul Manafort and others in his campaign are in bed with that, quote, evil empire. You got to work with Congress if you want to defeat this enemy. Donald Trump can't work with anybody. One thing I have to say for my candidate, Hillary Clinton, not only can but has worked with Democrats and Republicans as not only a senator, but a secretary of state. You have to work with our allies to fight this enemy. You can't say ban all Muslims and stand up and go, oops, my bad, not working really well. I'm sinking in the polls. Going to pedal back on that. Saudi Arabia hasn't forgotten. Jordan hasn't forgotten. Egypt hasn't forgotten. In Dubai, where there are Trump buildings going up faster than I can go to the restroom and come back, and that's pretty damn fast, they're ripping down billboards, and there are Muslims there that would rather be unemployed than work for Trump. Yes, the man that hates Muslims and wants to ban all of them benefits from them and is building buildings in their nations. You can't ask them for help. You can't ask them for money, for cash. You can't ask them for military You can't have an international presence, which online I was quoted by Fox News for saying we need an international coalition to defeat this enemy. And President Obama gets that. By the way, if you think we're failing, there's allegedly going to be an October surprise. I don't know if you know, but ISIS has lost more than 50 percent of the territory in Iraq that they have conquered. ISIS has really bad money in Iraq. The money is still somewhat strong in Syria. But their bank books don't look as big as they used to. And in Iraq, allegedly, according to U.S. commands, in Iraqi forces, Mosul is going to be retaken by the Iraqis. And ISIS will fall, perhaps completely, or be damaged so greatly in Iraq, they won't be an afterthought, but they will be a JV team. These are just some of the things I talk about. Let's listen to some of the things Trump said. Trump vowed extreme vetting of immigrants. Banning all Muslims is not vetting. Here he goes. We should only admit into this country those who share our values and respect our people. In the Cold War, we had an ideological screening test. The time is overdue to develop a new screening test for the threats we face Today, I call it extreme vetting. I call it extreme, extreme vetting. Our country has enough problems. We don't need more. And these are problems like we've never had before. In addition to screening out all members of the sympathizers, of terrorist groups, we must also screen out any who have hostile attitudes toward our country or its principles, or who believe that Sharia law should supplant American law. Those who do not believe in our Constitution or who support bigotry and hatred will not be admitted for immigration into our country. 
Only those who we expect to flourish in our country and to embrace a tolerant American society should be issued visas. To put these new procedures in place, we will have to temporarily suspend immigration from some of the most dangerous and volatile regions of the world that have a history of exporting terrorism. Not for us. Not for us. Okay. We're, we can't have people come here who support bigotry and hatred. Is he going to deport himself? We only can have people here who are tolerant. How is Donald Trump tolerant? If you're a federal judge with an ethnicity and you don't rule the way he likes, he picks on you. He wants to build a wall. He thinks you're a rapist or a murderer if you come from Mexico or if you're Hispanic in general. And in addition, he wants to ban all Muslims. He didn't originally say ban people from nations. Oh, by the way, some of those nations like Saudi Arabia are allies of ours who we need in this fight against ISIS and who help us in this fight financially with weapons, with military. And we also need their help in relocating the Syrians that have fled the Assad's and ISIS of Syria. Let me ask you a question. Is it hard to listen to Trump talk about foreign policy after hearing that he's asked, quote, if we have nuclear weapons, why can't we use them? Or when he said the U.S. might not defend our NATO allies with him as president, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And regarding Trump trying to walk back his Muslim ban, can you say that we blame all Muslims for terrorism and then ask our Muslim allies to help us defeat ISIS? 888-6-LESLIE. You'll slap somebody in the face and then go, hey, want to play? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Trump said Hillary Clinton lacks the stamina and temperament to be president. By the way, there is no medical evidence of that. Is this a case of the pot calling the kettle black? I mean, she's already done things Trump can't even fathom having done as Secretary of State, including advising President Obama to execute the raid that took down Osama bin Laden. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. <clears throat> We're going to hear about Rudy Giuliani in a bit. Are the crazy people that you see Trump surrounding himself with concern you? Giuliani. Some people say he's a crackhead. Mike Pence. Very homophobic. Pro-Russian anti-Ukrainian campaign manager Paul Manafort. Are you concerned about these people? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, you just heard Trump say there will be an extreme vetting of immigrants coming into this country. Does he really mean it's going to be impossible to become a U.S. citizen if you're from the Middle East or if you're Muslim or if you're from another Muslim nation that's not in the Middle East? 1.6 billion people, fastest growing religion in the world. Good luck, Donald. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And Trump doubled down. You just heard him on that call for a temporary ban on individuals coming from areas where we've seen terrorist extremism. Is it a temporary ban or would it last his four years in office? And is it just a nice way for saying we're not going to let one religion in? Hmm. I remember a country that did that. Germany. They're still having problems. We are back taking your phone calls. Donald Trump had a speech making a lot of promises. We'll take some of your calls, play more from that speech. We have less than 60 seconds, but let's start it off with Manny in Massachusetts listening on WHMP on line two. Manny, good afternoon. What do you have hey, to good say? Up. Good afternoon, Leslie. Uh, welcome back. Um, 
I was wondering, what did he really mean when he said he wants to go back to the World War II time? Because I remember during World War II, we locked up all the American Japanese in a, in a camp. That's a very good point. That- and we also turned away boatloads of Jews and sent them back to their death. So is that what he's advocating to do? Good question. I think I, I think what he's trying to say, even though I don't want to translate for uh, <laughs> Donald Trump here, is that you know we need to go back to vetting processes of uh, years gone by. But let me t- talk to you about that more after this break. Manny, hang on. And if you're holding, hang on. Bianca, you were up first, sweetie. I know your phone line dropped. Give us a buzz back. And others, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Did Trump get back on course today? Did he help himself? Did you believe him? 888-6-LESLIE. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy Monday. Welcome back. Glad to be back. Manny in Massachusetts is online, too. Speaking of back, listening on WHMP. Uh, Manny, thanks uh, for holding uh, more on what you wanted to say before the break. Continue on. Yeah, it just, it just seems to me like, you know, where does he want to put American Muslims that might be back, uh, you know, have uh, bad views on America? Say, who is this who's going to determine whether they have negative views or positive views. And and when he says our values, what are our values? Because if you talk to a Trump supporter, their values are very different than a Hillary supporter. So whatever happened to America being a beacon of light, now it just seems like he's trying to make it seem like it's it's all about us and we don't care about nobody else. You guys have terrible times over there, and we don't care. We just only care about us now. When we're supposed to be the leader of the world and try to be the free democracy where we convince other people, other governments, to listen to their people. Very good point. Anything else, Manny? That's it. All right. Thank you. I appreciate and by the way, I took my kids over to our New York vacation, so it was, it was wonderful. Oh, good, good, good. Maybe you should take my daughter. She had a bit of an attitude. I'm like, you're eight years old. You're not 16. Cut it out. I'm not ready for this. Um, uh, and I'm going to be with my doing it with my son next week. Some people said, how come you didn't bring both at the same time? I'm like, are you smoking crack? <laughs> I, I did. I brought both. Uh, yeah. I you're brave. I, I couldn't do. I couldn't. It's just. It's just me bringing them. I, my husband, you know, was, uh, you know, not coming with me. It was supposed to be a special. Uh, I'll tell you why. I'll be very frank with you. I'm. I'm very. Uh, I'm very transparent as everybody wants the president to be. Um, I have to travel to New York to be on Fox because it's an election year more than I have in the past. And my kids miss me and they've never seen New York. So I thought I'll take them with me one time. They can see where mommy works, come with me to work, see what New York is like. And maybe it won't feel so bad, you know, if I'm away and I'm in New York. And uh, like I said, it was good in theory. We'll see what happens next week, my son. It wasn't a terrible week. It was good. It was just, you know, you guys would laugh actually listening. My daughter is... On my phone, Sean Hannity's talking to her. She wouldn't look up at him. <laughs> you know, so. and, well, we had a good time except for when that kid has like blown off because we were there and we heard the bomb. Uh, oh my explosion. God! Really? Yeah. Wow! Amazing. We, we thought it was a firecracker, like somebody's laying up. There. Yep, yep, yeah. And no, we I... were watching the news that night and we saw it and we we're like, "Wow, that's crazy." Yeah, absolutely. All right, Manny. Well, great minds think alike. Great right? taking our kids to New York. Thank you for the call, buddy, and look forward to talking to you again. Uh, let's go to Washington on line three with Paul. Paul is listening to us on the Spreaker stream. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Good to talk to you. Hey, Leslie. It's nice to have Leslie Marshall back on the Leslie Marshall show. What, 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 you know, what a novel concept, right? I mean, not that Mark and Brad and all the others were not, you know, nice, did a good job filling in, but gosh, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> well, Donald Trump, something interesting I came across here is that the fertility rate in the United States is the lowest in 
since they've been recording fertility. In other words, our uh, well, our birth rate is uh, what our replacement rate is. One, one average couple having 1.87 children, and as you know, if it takes two people to have a a child, and couples are having 1.87, that's a declining population. Um, our fertility rate is something like uh, 5,900 per 100,000. But also our mortality rate, you can deduct 10% right off of that because our infant mortality rate is 10% of that, 590 per 100,000, which is really disturbing and disgusting because um, we are ranked 50th in the world, yeah, 50th among nations, last in the uh, developed industrialized world, 50th. Our neighbors to the north, Canada, are ranked first. So what accounts for that mostly is prenatal care and access to... uh, so what I'm getting at here is if we have a shrinking population, and it's a, this has been a long-term trend, one of the ways we can fix that is with a well-regulated immigration policy. And what I mean by that is we can set a, uh, a population growth rate that we would like to achieve and an pro- economic productivity rate that goes along with that. And where our citizens are choosing not to have children, which they apparently are, are, that's the case, we can regulate our immigration policy such that we can have immigrants come in uh, to fill the shortfalls, because we need, we need a workforce. Now, the disturbing part, again, is that if we have a, a shrinking workforce, and if people are going to say, well, they're going to take all our jobs, consider this, if your workforce is shrinking because baby boomers are starting to retire, and there still aren't enough jobs, that means your economy is shrinking. What's Donald Trump going to do about that? You know what? Donald Trump hasn't even thought this far. What have I been speaking about? Uh, 75 seconds? Donald Trump hasn't even thought 75 seconds worth of this problem. His, his immigration policy is build a wall. As a matter of fact, what's interesting about that is that's more of an immigration policy than the Republican Congress has actually come up with since they've controlled the Congress. But it's in their platform, build a wall, and that's how they're going to solve our problems. I think it's gone past, really, I don't know where it's gone. It's gone, this man is, I hate to say mentally ill, but he's showing signs of great mental instability, whether he's overtired, he's not acting like a rational human being. And you're not alone in that belief, Paul. Thank you for the call. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Michael in the Bronx, line one. Michael, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Welcome back, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Miss you. First off, I got to put my foot down on Rudy Giuliani and the comments that he made, once again attacking President Obama with a bunch of falsehoods. And the thing is that he pulled this stunt before, saying that we never had an attack under Bush. Okay, hang on, hang on. Let's play, you know why? Let's play that, guys. Can we uh, cut three? Rudy Giuliani, he had a bit of a memory lapse there about uh, one of the worst days in our nation's history. Mike Pence understands this from his time both on the Foreign Affairs Committee, from his very, very timely visit, which I remember, to Ground Zero, when we were in desperate need of help, he was there. And from his work on Ju- Judiciary Committee and helping to fashion the Patriot Act, by the way, under those eight years, before Obama came along, 
we didn't have any successful radical Islamic terrorist attack in the United States. They all started when Clinton and Obama got into office. Again, lies, lies, lies. Got a bit of a memory uh, a problem there with uh, forgetting 9-11. Michael? Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to point out, is that it was the 9-11 attack occurred under Bush when they dropped the ball on the on the PDB, the same guys that created ISIS, and I'm sick and tired of Giuliani pulling that stunt. He tried that stunt um, in the beginning of Obama's term, and he said that at that time we never had uh, an attack on America under Bush. We had two under Obama, in which we never, never, ever had an attack while President Obama was in office. There were terror plots, but they were foiled because Obama did the job and was on top of it. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, Michael. You're having a memory lapse, too. I mean, uh, President Obama is still president. Um, We had the attack in Orlando. We had the attack in San Bernardino. And I consider some of the other attacks terrorist attacks as well, like in in Charleston, South Carolina, at some of our college campuses. Leslie, you beat me to it. I was about to point those out, but those Republicans, I'm playing into their game right now. They don't want to call those terror attacks. They just want to call that mental illness. So I was going to say that unless, unless they want to turn around and finally call what happened the gun massacres, terror attacks, then then the fault lies with them because they're the ones that have been in bed with the NRA. At least Obama's been trying to get the gun reform, gun safety reform, and they always block it. But yet they got the gall to want to keep blaming Obama for this and that, which they're the ones blocking it. And that leads me to Trump. All right? Again, Trump being Giuliani's partner in crime and the absolute racism and hateful stuff they're saying against Americans. They think that we're born yesterday. I mean, and the thing that scares me, Leslie, and you know I'm African-American, is um, Trump saying that he fears that the system is rigged and that people are going to be voting more than once. He comes up with one lie after another after another, and he says he's, going, he's considering having law enforcement involved. Now, I know his idea of having law enforcement involved, as we have not seen enough of um, out-of-control police officers that are attacking people of color. There are clear opponents of Mr. Trump, and we see the poll numbers going more in Hillary's favor and going um, more against Trump. So what the hell is Trump and these Republicans trying to do? Are they trying to steal the election and annihilate our civil rights by annihilating us, period? What the hell kind of America is that? The last time I recall, this is the United States of America, not the police state of America, and sure as hell not the Donald Trump's way state of America. Thank you, Michael, for the call. As always, we're going to take a break when we come back a little more from that Trump speech and getting more your take on it. Whether you listened or not, you've heard pieces of it. Donald Trump tried to get back on track reading from a teleprompter, not going off script. How do you feel about and do you believe it peddling back or backpedaling, I should, I should say, on that Muslim ban and, you know, talking about the values? I, I really let's be honest. How do you screen somebody's values? 
Do you love America? Yeah. Why do you want to come here? I mean, do you think somebody's going to go, I hate America. I'm coming here to kill people. Uh, Sarah, how, how, how much of a moron do you need to be to make some of these outlandish comments? Pick up the phone and join me. 888-6LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Did Donald Trump hit it out of the park today? Do what he needed to do to get the campaign back on track because he's losing to Hillary nationally. There are red states that are that are pink or purple, and there are purple states turning blue, and some of those states are swing states like Pennsylvania, and some of them are states Republicans could count on like Utah, Arizona, and Texas. Pick up the phone and join me. Is the speech today show that Donald Trump's in trouble? Did the speech help him at all? And if you still don't know who you're voting for, were you leaning more toward him because of what he said? Oh, speaking of, can I just say one more thing? I know we're going to break here. He talked about weapons of mass destruction in a negative manner. He talked about soldiers coming back with no arms and legs. He talked about how terrible it was that Iraqi children were blown to pieces. Yet this is a guy who said he would have no problem using nuclear weapons on ISIS, carpet bombing, and that he was a president that was going to come in with a real weapon of mass destruction against ISIS. I guess it's terrible when Iraqi kids are blown to pieces, but who gives a who gives a blankety blank if they're Syrian children? Because remember, if he carpet bombs ISIS, it'll be Syrian children blown to pieces. Like he was, you know, he's such a hypocrite. Yeah, he is a weapon of mass destruction when he opens his mouth. I'm Leslie Marshall. Back after this, we are back. Lots to do. Pick up the phone and join us. Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. Let's go down to Lone Star State of Texas, where I lived in Houston back in the day. Jack joins us on line one. Uh, Jack was uh, following us and talking to us on Twitter. You can too follow me there at Leslie Marshall. Um, Jack, are you behind Trump? Or are you more behind Trump after what he said today? Or do you say, no, this is not my guy, my, my candidate? He's not my guy. Tell us why. I, I can't vote for a bigot. Okay, so when he talks about people that need to come to this country without bigotry or that share our values, does it make you laugh or want to hurl because he himself is a bigot, you believe? I think deep down he has... Racist, racist ties. I mean, I, in my life living in Texas, I am of a mixed race. So I've always seen everybody as equal. I, I can't guarantee that he is, but he's definitely catering to a certain demographic of whistleblowing here or there. Dog whistle, I guess you say. But he's just said way too many things. Now, I... I consider myself independent because I have voted Democrat. I have voted Republican recently, but I'm voting for Hillary. All right. Thank you. Uh, so am I. Uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Um, we had a little poll going on Twitter. Thank you, Jack, and hope to hear from you again. And if you want to join us, just a few minutes left, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. We had a poll going on Twitter in which we asked the question, would you feel safe with Donald Trump as America's commander-in-chief? And why or why not? We asked you to call us with that. But for Twitter, just a simple yes or no. 65% of those polled here at the Leslie Marshall Show on our Twitter page, follow me there at Leslie Marshall, 65% said no, 35% 
said yes. There's 38 minutes left. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall and you can poll. We'll refresh that and check it out uh, in a bit um, as we continue our conversation here on the only true democracy in talk radio. And um, we have uh, I think we have one more piece of audio from Trump's speech. Right, guys? Uh, Let's take a listen. In short, the Obama-Clinton foreign policy has unleashed ISIS, destabilized the Middle East, and put the nation of Iran, which chants death to America, in a dominant position of regional power and, in fact, aspiring to be a dominant world power. With one episode of bad judgment after another, Hillary Clinton's policies launched ISIS onto the world stage. Yet, As she threw the Middle East into violent turmoil, things turned out really to be not so hot for our world and our country, the Middle East in particular. Incident after incident proves again and again Hillary Clinton lacks the judgment, stability, and temperament, and the moral character to lead our nation. Okay, Uh, let's just be clear. ISIS was formed over two decades ago, over 20 years ago, by Zarari, by al-Zarari. And ISIS was formed because in 2003, the United States disbanded the Iraqi military. These people had no jobs, they were hungry, they had nowhere to go. And al-Zarari got some people, and he had a lot of funding, and he came into Iraq, and there he was. I've always said, if Satan gives you a sandwich, you'll eat it, okay? And there he was, Satan with the sandwich. And he had jobs for them, and he had guns for them, and he had money for them, and he had food for them to feed their bellies and their families. Now, I'm not excusing what they did, but that was the beginning of ISIS. It also didn't help that, you know, we, we talk about, when we talk about things like banning Muslims and then we say, but we want them to assimilate, you can't push somebody to a point of being completely disenfranchised. One of the problems that you have in Brussels, in Belgium, excuse me, especially Brussels, and one of the problems that you have in France, specifically Paris, is the Muslims of this generation feel disenfranchised. Their parents, there were no problems. There were no problems with violence. Muslims have been in France for you know, 50 to 100 years, by the way, in the United States, uh, you know, as well. Um, and and when you have people like we've seen some of the Somali Muslims in uh, Michigan who feel disenfranchised, that, that's very dangerous. Okay, it can be dangerous. It can be dangerous for any group that feels that way. But with Donald Trump accusing Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton of founding ISIS? No, they didn't. By the way, neither did George Bush. Okay? However, our invasion of Iraq led to this destabilizing and already very split country. The Kurds, the Shia, and the Sunnis. And the people that felt disenfranchised, the Sunnis, wanted to strike back. And there you have it. Now it can be argued if some of the policies, if if leaving Iraq helped to further uh, destabilize, It can be argued that not going into Syria could have contributed. We don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. But we do know that what they do is not just the typical type of warfare. Radicalization through the Internet and the type of individual and the mindset of the individual that they're preying upon. 
We have a lot of people out there tweeting. I'll just read one in closing. Leslie, I know your show leans to the left. Just be careful not to lean too far left. You'll fall over. By the way, you're almost there. Oh, sweetheart. If you think this is to the far left, you ain't been listening. I'm Leslie Marshall, proud to be a left-leaning liberal. I don't mind falling over now and then. Marky, Mark, and Andrew, thank you, my great crew. All of you, glad to be back. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you are as well.